This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, January 11th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Dowling. Here's today's set of lines. Newsom wants $2.3 billion for ports, $22.5 billion for climate. Vilsack addresses CCC worries. Governor Newsom pitches $2.3 billion for ports. In his January budget proposal, Governor Newsom is asking the legislature to spend $2.3 billion on port infrastructure and supply chain challenges. We've talked a lot about ports as a nation and around the world, supply chain constraints because of the pandemic, said Newsom during a press conference yesterday. Nearly half the funding would boost capacity through rail yard expansions, new bridges, and zero emission projects. The administration is seeking to build a new training campus and cut down the red tape to fast-track a backlog of commercial driver's licenses. Another $30 million would help with more efficient cargo movement, reducing congestion and increasing volume. California seeks the largest climate investment in the world. The administration hopes to invest a large chunk of the state's $31 billion surplus into climate initiatives. Last year, the state approved a $15 billion climate package spread over three years. Newsom's January proposal adds another $22.5 billion over the next five years. This includes $6 billion for infrastructure to support zero-emission vehicles. This may be the largest and broadest climate investment of its kind anywhere in the world, Natural Resources Secretary Wade Crowfoot told reporters yesterday. Keep in mind, the administration had little additional funding for climate-smart agriculture programs. But the second half of the $1.1 billion package included in the 2021 budget would be spread across several programs. The budget proposal also includes new funding for energy efficiency at food production facilities and career development in climate resilience for agriculture. Study. Rising fertilizer prices will hit farmers hard in 2022. The cost of fertilizer exploded in 2021, and farmers across the country are going to be hit even harder this year. That's according to a new study by Texas A&M University's Agriculture and Food Policy Center. As the nation struggles to recover from the COVID-19 pandemic, a number of supply chain disruptions continue to wreak havoc on agriculture input markets, both in terms of availability and cost of inputs, the researchers wrote in the study that evaluated the potential impact on various types and sizes of farms. Fertilizer costs will be as much as 80% higher than last year for this year's planting season, the study said. A study is based on data for 64 representative farms that AMM economists regularly use to evaluate the impact of policy and economic changes. The study found that the average feed grain operation would pay $128,000 more on fertilizer in 2022 an increase of thirty nine fifty five per acre. Rice growers would see the biggest cost increase on a per acre basis, with the increase coming to $62.04 per acre, according to the study. An average cotton farm would pay about $114,000 more this year, or $29.72 an acre. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. 
Vilsack, will protect commodity program funds. The Biden administration is gearing up to use USDA's Commodity Credit Corporation, that account, to fund a major new effort to develop markets for climate-smart farm commodities. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack is promising that the use of the CCC will have no impact on the commodity program payments that USDA makes to farmers from the account every year. Vilsack addressed the issue during his speech to the American Farm Bureau Federation yesterday and again at a news conference. Now, when pressed by reporters about concerns that the administration's climate plan could jeopardize farm program payments, Vilsack said, I don't see that risk. In his speech to AFBF, Vilsack said Farm Bureau President Zippy Duvall advised him before taking the stage to, quote, make sure that folks understand and appreciate where the resources are coming from. The resources from these demonstration pilots are going to come from the Commodity Credit Corporation, but they're not going to come at the expense of anything that we need to do to ensure performance and implementation of Title I. That's the Farm Bill Commodity Title. I want to be absolutely clear about this, Vilsack said. Why it matters? Well, the USDA can borrow a maximum of $30 billion to make payments from the CCC. The money is later reimbursed by Congress. The projects that USDA will be funding, well, they're designed to test ways to produce and to market a range of low-carbon ag commodities. SCOTUS denies E15. Proposition 12 decision? Likely next week. A leading ethanol industry group, Growth Energy, says it will keep working to gain approval for year-round use of E15. That following the Supreme Court's announcement yesterday that it had denied a petition from the biofuels group. Legislation has been introduced in the Senate to allow year-round use. The High Court rejected a petition yesterday seeking review of Federal Appeals Court decision that found EPA did not have authority under the Clean Air Act to allow use of the fuel. The Clean Air Act provides ample authority for EPA to pave the way for the expansion of E15 nationwide and year-round and increase access to cleaner fuel for all Americans, said Growth Energy CEO Emily Score. Growth Energy will continue to explore all potential avenues to make unfettered access to E15 a reality. Now, here's more from SCOTUS. The court delayed decisions on two petitions being watched carefully by the ag community. One of those was filed by the National Pork Producers Council and the American Farm Bureau Federation, challenging California's Proposition 12 animal housing law. The other, by Idaho landowners, they want the court to take another look at the scope of federal wetland regulations. Both petitions will be considered at a conference on Friday, the decisions likely to be announced next week. ITC schedules hearing to review complaints over lemon juice imports. The U.S. International Trade Commission will meet next week. They'll begin reviewing complaints that Brazilian and South African companies are shipping millions of dollars worth of lemon juice to U.S. buyers at below market prices. The hearing is scheduled for January 20. It's a result of allegations by the California juice company Ventura Coastal, which says it can't compete 
with the rising quantities of imports from the two countries that are entering at artificially low prices. The hearing is only part of the initial investigation process. Final decisions from the ITC on potential anti-dumping and countervailing duties are not expected for months. Here's today's She Said It. For our next act, California will unleash the revolution of climate solutions. That's Laura Sanchez, Senior Policy Advisor on Climate to Governor Newsom. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, January 11th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.